they're like having a tug of war at the magazine. He says, you're going to wreck it. And the little kid who can't be older than like six or seven goes, yeah, I'm going to wreck it repeatedly. repeatedly." Yeah, all that kid wants to do is masturbate. All right, now. He never lived to masturbate. Now I'm on board. Hey, congrats on the face. Oh, thank you. You nice, uh, nice and clean shaven for like the first time in a while. For the first time in a while, yeah. Are I you was getting your life together or something. No. <laughs> um, but speaking of kind of face and products and everything, what kind of soap do you use? Uh, for like face soap. Yeah, I use. I don't use soap on my face. I use facial cleanser, Cetaphil. So that's that's what you use. So you, that that's the soap that you use. Y- yeah. Well, it's I don't call it soap. Yeah. It's cle- it's cleanser. It's face wash. I used to use a, like an expensive thing from Winnipeg, and it didn't have like anything in it. It's because it, there's an app my sister showed me. You it's you scan the back, you scan the barcode of any sort of like beauty products you use, and it scares the shit out of you. Wait, why? Because all beauty products have just like they're like seventy percent cancer. <laughs> oh, it's nice. They they seriously are. Um, but uh, so I I ordered this stuff that had like it, it it has like nothing in it. It's like a vegan face wash and everything, and it was great. But I noticed it didn't. It did the exact same stuff that like the Avino stuff does. So I just used that. Interesting. But uh, what bar soap do you use? That's actually what I meant to ask you. I uh, got in the I don't use hand. it on my fo- on my face, but I use, obviously I use, I'd yeah. fucking kick you out right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dove, like the plain old yeah, the one with a nice little birdie on it. Okay, so sometimes it's green, sometimes it's white. So that's like the difference the between one. you and me. I use Lever Twenty Twenty. Okay, that's just like the kind of no frills. It's like the best normal kind possible okay. because you don't want like dyes and shit in your soap. Yeah, I think it's. I, like, I like the green one. What is? I don't even know what it. What the difference is, but I think the green one smells a certain way. Yeah, I like the way it smells. Oh man, no! You you add everything after. Yeah, that's the difference between you and me. Um, you I just like, want to smell I like, like soap. I like as as little steps as possible. Well, fine. your face is really bothering me now. <laughs> I, my, so when I shaved, like right after, I was like, I look like Richard when he shaves. You, yeah, and I was gonna say you look like Ray Romano. <laughs> that's a lot worse. Uh, but when I think that everybody when they shave automatically looks like Richard after they sh- after he shaves. <laughs> Even if you don't look like Tom Selleck whatsoever, you look like Richard after you shave. So when did you shave? Because uh, was what, it today? Uh, today we're recording Tuesday night. I shaved Monday night or Tuesday morning. One wow. Or two. Okay. You so that grows back real fast, huh? Because you have like a five o'clock shadow. Oh yeah, I got like the permanent. I so I what, what I used to do is I used to just keep it like just like this, the kind of. Yeah, permanent stubble look. Yeah. And then I was like, or I could just not touch my face and it who who fucking cares? I still like my again, my Adam's apple's not gonna go away. My nose, if my nose is a plus, I still don't know, is not gonna go away. The prominent features of one's face aren't going to change drastically with facial hair. So like whatever. We had a uh we had a consultant guy come in to CSN and he like sat us down and he really poured through 
all of our work and gave us notes and specific things. And one of the things for me was he was like, you look better. And he, like, he's not doing it to be a jerk or anything. Just, like, just a lot of very matter-of-fact stuff. He was like, you look better uh, when you're clean-shaven. And I was like, I don't think anybody fucking notices the difference. Yeah, I, I think I disagree. I think you look better with a uh, I think I look better beard. with a little bit of something. It goes better with your your vibe. Yeah. A little disheveled, a little... Uh, right, like a little mischievous. <laughs> yeah, there's a, little, there's a little room for cleaning up. Yeah. Like, there's a little... There's a little room for your entire package. To a clean smirk up. doesn't look well on a clean shaven face. No, I think. it looks like you. It's like annoying. Go to prison, right? Yeah, exactly. But if you got like a little mustache, yeah. it's like that man is doing <laughs> looks something. Like, looks like you should you should go for, go to prison for longer if you have a mustache <laughs> for, for different reasons. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's uh, there's always you know in Five Hundred Days of Summer they say like her favorite thing other than her hair was that she could cut it and not feel anything at all. Yeah. When you go through like a when you either just completely shave the fuck out of your face or you cut the fuck out of your hair, there's always that feeling going in of like, uh oh, am I gonna regret this? Yeah, I, I never do. I've never, I've really? never been like, fuck, what have I done? Anytime that I do like a diff, I'm going for like a different kind of hairstyle when I go to the barber. Yeah, there's a, there's a very real sense of dread of being like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm see, I'm usually excited about kind of embracing the hairstyle like i'll have an idea of like all right this is what i'm doing and you get on such the high of it's like the like if you feel sexy you look sexy kind of thing you know so if you're like i'm excited to have this hairstyle and they do a decent enough job of it then that hairstyle is going to work on you because unless like you're just you fucking don't know yourself <laughs> at all and you don't know that like this does not fucking look good on you which you see that from time to time yeah, but sure. um yeah, I uh so yeah, this is uh this is my face. But I was asking you about the bar soap that you use yeah. because I made a little joke today when I was buying bar soap and the cashier laughed like it was the funniest fucking thing that's ever happened in the world. What is it? So I was buying bar soap and uh have you ever had bar nana? No. It's a little bag and it's uh they take a bunch of bananas. It's like there's like fucking sixteen bananas in this bag. It's like a small little bag, and they just fucking smash them up what? and put them in there, just like little banana bites. And like each, it's like ah, oh, I'm just gonna pop a little banana bite into my mouth, and th- like that bite is like four bananas. What the fuck? <laughs> it's all. It's like it's obviously really good for you. It's a lot of potassium. Never heard of this in my life. Really? Yeah, they're really fucking good. Okay. You, you you'd. You don't get uh, you don't get Charlie horses or anything because you don't do cardio. <laughs> no. Yeah. So you don't need potassium. No. You don't care about that shit. But um, it's really good. So I don't I, need any. Of the, I don't need potassium or any of the fucking vitamins that they rattle off like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Hmm. I don't need any of those shits. I ate kale yesterday. Ugh. This sounds like I'm trying to be healthy. I'm not trying to be healthy. I'm just living my fucking yeah, like, life. What's what's going on here? You like shaving your face, eating eating kale. Yeah. Who the uh, fuck are you trying to impress? Right. Yeah. Um. So I did no, but I did eat kale. I ate it. It was a thing. Uh, there's a really good place in Burlington called Pressed, and they have awesome sandwiches. But they also have bowls. So I tried a bowl, and it had fucking kale in it, and I was pissed. But you, kale is sneaky, not bad. It's it's fine. I get annoyed when people talk about kale being good, though. Kale is not as good as like a lot of other. Other greens? Yes. Yeah. You know what's like, I'm a big awesome salad gr- guy? Yeah, I know. You eat it after your meal. Yep. <laughs> You're <laughs> Italian, you yeah. see. Um, 
You know what's Mama a really good, you know what's <laughs> you know what's a really good good green is broccoli. Oh, huge broccoli guy. Broccoli is the fucking best. Have we talked about how we're both broccoli guys? No, I don't think so. Broccoli fucking rules. Steamed broccoli? Yes. Mm. That exactly that. You know what I'll do a lot if they say hear your options of sides and I don't hear broccoli, I'll always ask, what about broccoli? I bet you got that. You know what my favorite kind of broccoli is, though? What? Uh, the broccoli that they stick in the General Gao's chicken when you order Chinese food. It's uh, just like completely slathered in sauce and is just like the most unhealthy broccoli you could ever eat. Is this food thing not known about me? I do not care for Chinese for food. Chinese food. Uh, so I, I know that what you're saying is correct. That, that broccoli is probably awesome. For some reason, I just... Maybe I should try it again. You should. I like when I was a kid, I would try to trick myself. I would like psych myself up and be like, "All right, let's go having Chinese food. I like it. Ah, fucking hate this. This is <laughs> fucking terrible." Well, I just ate like a shitload of Chinese food over the past two days, so I'm, nice. I'm in the mood. I'm I'm in the mode of nice. Chinese food. We are going in different directions right now. By the way, 100 percent. You you drank you, a lot this weekend, and it sounds and, like you've been eating garbage of late. Yeah. I accidentally have watched what I've put in my body for the last shaved like your face. six hours. I shaved my face. Things. Dude, I'm going to bring those for you next time. You're going to have to, I'm going to have to be reimbursed because they're like $300. What? Because there's a lot of bananas in those things. <laughs> bananas don't come free. Um, yeah, it's a banana. What could it cost? $10? Yeah. Do you get that bananas reference? Bananas are super cheap. That's, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Arrested Development. Uh, the mother and they they realize that point like she's never been to a grocery store before. She's just so rich. Everyone does shit for her, and she's like, "It's a banana. What could it cost? Ten dollars." Jesus. Um. So yeah. So the joke was this has been like forty five minutes yeah, of no me shit. trying to <laughs> tell one quick little anecdote. So the cashier was putting the stuff in uh, the bags, and she took out two bags, and she put the soap in one bag and the banana bites in. Another bag, and she said, you don't want these in the same bag, because if they're together, that, and she points to the banana, will taste like that, and she points to the soap, which is, I guess, kind of true, because soap does kind of emit a strong kind of thing. Yeah. So I said, uh, well, that's actually what I was going for, and she said, ha ha, and I said, gives it a really fresh taste. And then, because she was a grocery store clerk who are either not in the mood or are so fucking friendly and nice, right. laughed like it was the funniest fucking thing that anyone said. <laughs> Turn my month around. That's a, that. I'll give it to you. Uh, that's a pretty good. Pretty. It's good, a like, good little wit. like grocery quip. Yeah. Like, like eh, I, you don't want to tell that in a stand-up joke, but right. like in the grocery line. Yeah. Pretty good. Clever little. Joke. You don't want to do a drawn-out retelling on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, of yeah it, for sure. But, you don't want to spend the first 10 minutes and 45 seconds on it. <laughs> but I like that. Uh, so when I worked in a grocery store, I would try to do that. I would try to be the kind of, you no. know, friendly, mm-hmm. nice person. Because you, you, like I said, there are one of two ways you can be <laughs> yeah. there. You can be like, fuck my life. I was that guy. Yeah. Oh, I was that guy often. Okay. But every now and then I'd, I'd have a little pep in my step. Uh, one time a guy <laughs> asked where Gatorade was. He was like, hey, can you tell me where Gatorade is? And I was like, no, I cannot. I'm just kidding. It's Annihilate. And he was like, you shouldn't talk to customers that way. I was <laughs> like, you shouldn't fucking care this much about a grocery store clerk. See, Get the fuck out of here. That's the problem with being the the uh, the guy with the pep in his step. Yeah. There's always the fucking Someone's asshole. Someone's got a problem with the pep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Fucking assholes. Uh, Efron week continues. Uh, should we start with the Efron movie we watched or the Baywatch news? Uh, let's let's start with the the Efron movie we watched. Because All right, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, against our better judgment, we watched a movie called Charlie St. Cloud. Had no idea what it, was, what it was about. You texted me during it saying this movie's fucked. I responded, asked, "Is it about cancer?" And you said, "Not really." And it's way darker. Yeah, you said darker, worse. <laughs> and uh, this movie's fucked. It is about a crazy guy who fantasizes about masturbating with his dead little brother and having his dead little brother throw things at his penis. <laughs> that is a wild summary of this movie. Not wrong. So, not wrong. Oh, God. Uh, it's about a kid who gets in a car accident while driving his little brother, and his brother dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it turns out that he can see dead people. So it's like the sixth sense. Do we know that he can see dead people? Is this supposed... So I, I looked up after, or I did during. I was like, I need something else to do. I So I Googled the movie, and it was like, the miraculous tale of... And I was like, oh, wait, this is... So we're supposed to think that this is like a phenomenon? No, he just sees dead people. No, but it's... The way I was watching it is like, this kid's this kid had a traumatic thing happen to him, and now he's acting like a fucking loony bar. <laughs> no, I think... That's what all the townsfolk are saying. Well, yeah, that's the... That was the townsfolk like the, are really mean to this yes, guy. Yes, I know. That was one of my notes. It was like... Holy Stay shit. Stay away from the St. Cloud, boy. <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> Certifiable, says the guy yes. from Crowded for Life. I know. So this kid was, they set it up as like, Charlie St. Cloud is like the most perfect child. All American. Right. Great, like gets a rowing Great scholarship. Great sailing. Yeah, sailing. Like unbelievable in school. Like, he gets his diploma and the principal's like, I expect great things from you, young man. Yeah, and he says no shit. And he's, yeah, he's <laughs> like, I expect great things for myself, obviously. I'm fucking Zac Efron. Right, yeah. Uh, so they set him up as like this perfect angel child, and then as soon as he gets in a horrific car ac- accident that kills his younger brother, and the accident, is, com- the <laughs> yeah. accident is completely not his fault. Right, it was a drunk like, driver. As, as soon as as soon as like he shows like a little bit of emotional distress over this, I'm like, ah, oh, that kid's crazy. Yeah, here's a, a fun thing that uh, someone says to him. One of the townsfolk says to him at a bar. Uh, so he doesn't get out much oh, because every day he goes to the graveyard. This movie is very heavy on the graveyards. Oh, yeah. And uh, he goes to the graveyard every day to pretend masturbate with his dead little brother so he doesn't Wh- get out much. Why do you say that he keeps pretending to masturbate? Because they're going, he's showing his dead little brother a uh, uh, sailing magazine, and Amanda Cruz's character is in it. And the kid's like, ooh, she's hot. Any bathing suit picks, and Zach Efron says, "Why? What are you gonna do with those?" And the kid takes the magazine and runs off. Well, uh, and you know what else he says? They're like having a tug of war at the magazine. He says, "You're gonna wreck it." And the little kid who can't be older than like six or seven goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna wreck it repeated, repeatedly." Yeah, all that kid wants to do is masturbate. All right, now he I'm... never lived to masturbate. Now I'm on board. Uh, yes, uh, so. <laughs> He's out with the townsfolk, and uh, for once, because he doesn't go out much, he's a recluse. And uh, one of the guys from the beginning of the movie who's mean to him, kind of picks on him, bullies him about sailing or whatever, uh, they're kind of doing the passive-aggressive, uh, there's two guys and one girl here 
So we're we're not going to be total assholes to each other, but we're just going to give little shots at like here's why I'm better than this other guy. So this guy gets Zac Efron a shot, and he politely declines. He's already got a drink, mm-hmm. and this guy says in front of this girl, in front of everybody, "quote Come on, Saint Cloud, don't be a woman." Have another. It's not like there's a big demand for you as a designated driver. That was uh, <laughs> just a real fucking humdinger of, of a kid who just say, lost his like six year old brother yes. to in an accident where he wasn't a drunk driver. Right. But he goes he's very quick to go back to vehicular death. Right. Jokes. Like like ha gotcha. <laughs> Um, I did like Zach Efron's response where he said, "Asked him if he had dental." Yes, he just asked him like a bunch of questions about his job, and it leads him to say, you "Still got that dental insurance, right?" And he goes, "Yeah," and then he punches him in the face, and somehow he didn't see that coming. Yeah, uh, Dave Franco was in this movie briefly for four seconds. Yeah, um, every time I see Dave Franco, I'm convinced that uh, his best role is easy. I think so, too. I think that's the best thing he's ever done. Absolutely. I mean, every other role is exactly the same. Right. It's just he's a guy who likes to smile and do weird laughs a lot. Like, he has very exaggerated laughs and smiles. I'm not complaining about that. No, me neither. It's very good. Like, I wanted more of him in this movie. I want more of Dave Franco in pretty much everything that I watch. I think I wanted a movie about Dave Franco's character in Easy. I told you that I wanted this as, like, a series Just a series about those two brothers. Yeah. Uh, It would be called... Dave Franco and the Weird Pants Man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> did we talk when we watched Easy? Did we talk about how distracting that the fit of that guy's pants are? Yeah, I think I said that he looked like Alex Ovechkin a little bit, and he just wears. He definitely weird looks pants. like a. He has like a hockey player's yeah. build. He does tell you what he skips. Arm day, upper body day, he only does. leg day. <laughs> yes, that guy is exclusively and leg it's day. It's not like he has like muscular legs. It's just like he just has big legs. Yeah. Do you know who he is? I think married to. Zasha Mamet. I, I think that I pronounced both of those names right, which is crazy because her name looks like it should all be different. Uh, Shoshana from Girls. I don't watch Girls. Girls was okay for a minute. Yeah, that's nice. Um, <laughs> uh, who, you know who else is in this movie? Amanda Crew. Yes. Uh, she Little kid w- masturbates to her. She looks way younger than she does in Silicon Valley. You think? She plays Rachel, yeah. Uh, way younger. Monica. She plays Monica. Yeah, yeah. Monica. Yeah, um, I uh, I didn't notice Monica her. Mix up yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. Well, Monica's better than Rachel anyway. Um, but yeah, I I didn't notice that she looked particularly younger. There was some confusion about a lot of things with her character. Uh, first first and foremost, her teeth were huge, big buck teeth in this movie. <laughs> though, though she has big teeth. Yeah, but like I think her face maybe grew into them a little bit as she got older. Really? Yeah, I think I don't know. There's something that like really caught me off guard with like her teeth were distracting in this movie. Huh? I noticed. So this is, sounds pretty. This should sound pretty clear to the listener. I noticed nothing different about Amanda Crew in this movie. You seem to have noticed several different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that she generally looked uh, the same. Uh, Ray Liotta's in this movie. For like five seconds again. Quick Ray Liotta take. I don't think that he can be an actor. <laughs> well, that's you're way late on that take. Right. Uh, but do you know why? Why? Looks too much like Ray Liotta. Every character he right. plays, it's, you're just like, he, you're, oh, like. You're, he's never a character. He's just Ray Liotta. He's just like Ray Liotta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he plays the medic, the EMT, and the whole time that he's tending to Zach Efron, 
It's like Zac Efron would be like, am I, am I uh, like uh, hallucinating? Am I seeing Ray Liotta right now? It, and that's like a really weird role to put him in because he was like kind of a nice guy in this movie. Like anytime you cast Ray Liotta in anything, you're just waiting for him to turn into like the biggest scumbag. Right. Um, like yeah. anybody could have played that role. Uh, yeah. There, well, there's a lot of uh, – who plays the – was Kim Basinger the mother – I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. She, uh... Is she in 8 Mile? She Yes. Okay. She plays the mother in that movie. I think it might have been her, but I just did not care to look it up. Um, let's talk about the graveyards for a second. Uh, lots and lots of graveyards. He's in the graveyard. He's working in the graveyard. She's in the graveyard. She's throwing stuff around in the graveyard. I... I think I've given my graveyard take. I'll go to the graveyard for funerals. I don't even want to be at it. that part anyway. Yeah. And that's it. Right. I am totally weirded out by the, like, I visited, like, your your grandfather today. Yeah, like, I've never done that. Um, if that worked for you, awesome. But And also, like, if you're a person who sees spirits and dead people... Wouldn't like the last place you want to go yeah, is just the graveyard? Like, go cooler places. I understand why he he wants to stick around the graveyard in this movie, just because like he has his daily meetings with his brother right by right by the graveyard. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it was really weird that they like kind of they kind of porned up graveyards in this movie, and especially when there's a sex scene. In I the was graveyard. going to ask, uh, does he actually fuck her in the graveyard? I'm pretty sure. So. Uh, or he at least has like a sex dream. So that's what I, what I wrote down was: Does he actually fuck her in the graveyard, or is he fantasizing that? And if which so, one's weirder? What the fuck is wrong with this guy's fantasy? Well, which one's weirder? Uh, is it weirder to actually fuck somebody in a graveyard, or is it weird to fantasize about? Well, it's weird in a on her part because he tries to kiss her in his home. They're having wine. They're having yes. dinner. He does some nice little sneak up behind, kiss the neck, like yeah. look who's kissing. Yeah. Move. And she kisses him back briefly and says, like, no, we can't. This isn't the time or place. Yes. And her time or place is is the the graveyard. five minutes later in the graveyard. Like, immediately after. As long as it takes for them to go from where they are to a graveyard, that's the time or place. This is not not the mood or the setting where I wanted this to happen. Yes, she only Follow me outside, and then let's do it on top of dead bodies. I think that she's got kind of like a dead fetish they both do for yeah sure. oh well he does but uh she's uh what does she do she hits her head and then she's like so how about your dead brother whoops concussion <laughs> <laughs> that's like you guys are gonna have to take our word like that's exactly what happens pretty much like this there's a lot of what the fuck moments in this movie and eventually i just kind of just gave out as it was going on, yeah. I just started googling stuff instead. Um, it was all rela- like I stayed in the Charlie St. Cloud lane. Um, quick Zac Efron heat check. He turned down the lead role in the remake of Footloose to be in this movie. Probably, was that a good move? I haven't seen Footloose, but it seemed to work out pretty well for Miles Teller. Uh, so the, that's the question. Do you know who ended up getting that role instead? Miles Teller. Not Miles Teller. Ah. Miles Teller was pretty far down that cast list. Really? Some guy named Kenny Warmold. I have no Who's the, that? no idea who the fuck that is. And he's from Boston. I've still never heard of that guy. Speaking of Boston, how long did it take you to figure out that this movie was not taking place in Boston? Uh, 
they, until she said, "Why are you guys Red Sox fans?" Right. The Red Sox exact. fans, they play baseball. All they do is talk about baseball. The Red Sox. The Red Sox, like the Red Sox were on TV. Yeah, there's like this, a lot of stuff in the woods, and you're this, thinking like they live in maybe New Hampshire or something like the that. The sign says Quincy Harbor. Yeah. And they keep talking about Quincy. Yeah. And then they're just like, why are you a Red Sox fan? He's like, oh, because my my dad supposedly played for the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, that I was going to say. She's like, like, oh, tell me more. And he's like, uh, he's alive. We don't care yeah, about him. I, and I was like, this is supposed to be taking place in Boston. None of this looks like Boston. Do they say where it actually does take no, place? No, I don't I have no idea. Uh, it was shot in British Columbia. That makes sense. Maybe that's how they, uh, Amanda Cruz, Canadian. Okay. So maybe, maybe she was a local. <laughs> she, they just picked her off the street. Yeah. Um, was was she in other stuff before Silicon? Silicon Valley, Valley is the first thing I've ever seen her in. I think uh, I'd definitely seen her before, but uh, I like I just didn't know if she was known for anything. Um, so uh, I then went down a little footloose rabbit hole <laughs> while this while like the last twenty five minutes of this movie was going on because she goes missing and then it's like she's has she been dead this whole time? There's all these questions. And then Zach Efron's got to go through this. Like, instead of having a hookup that you blacked out during, uh, he has now remembered a hookup that didn't happen. That's yeah, got to be a rough feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, just like all of a sudden, there's like a sudden epiphany, and Ray Liotta's character dies at the exact right time. And Oh, really? Yeah. I, so I didn't see that part. Okay. I so, was yeah, in so footloose Ra- heaven. So Ray Liotta's character dies, and... Uh, he gives Zac Efron's character the medallion that he kisses after he saves Zac Efron's life. Oh, I ambulance. do remember that. Uh, he gives him that medallion, and then as soon as Zac Efron gets that medallion, he's like, "Oh, I, I know what ha- I know what's happening here. I gotta go save her." Yeah, that's he's. Uh, so Zac Efron's character has to be clutch and kind of like big in a lot of these parts, and. Uh, they're not always he doesn't always do them the right way that's one part they're like uh he he demands that he steals this boat so he can go save this girl who's been at sea and she's lost and they're like dude you've never even talked to this girl before you don't know where the fuck she is and he's like yes i do because i'm a sailor and they're <laughs> like nope <laughs> That's that can't be why. And also, you haven't said you're he he retired from sailing after high school because he killed his brother, right? So, for some reason, he doesn't drive anything anymore. And Is that he, why, yeah, I think I well, I think so. I think he just like doesn't do anything other than tend to a graveyard and play catch with his dead brother, yeah. Um, just like can't live his life, so he uh, doesn't do anything. So, speaking of can't live his life, he uh, and this ties into him making some odd choices in the movie acting wise, he uh. He plays catch with his dead brother every day. He leaves and he goes to the woods of the graveyard to play catch every day. And suddenly, this girl, Tess, played by Amanda Crew, is in his life. And he's, uh, he's late to see his dead brother. And I know what you're thinking. Who fucking cares? He's dead. He's dead. Amanda Crew is thinking that, too. Because she comes in and is like, dude... Get over this. You're making a fucking fool of yourself. Everyone thinks you're crazy. And, and she's uh, like, uh, you you need to stop being crazy or I'll stop having sex with you. And he says, that's okay. I don't want to have sex with you anymore because if I do that, my dead brother is going to disappear. That's, again, you're not going to watch it yourselves. So believe us. That's exactly what happens. And uh, that scene ends with her saying, 
you didn't die in that car crash, Charlie. Meaning, like, it was like your brother. You can still, yeah, you can still have a life. You can still have a life. So it's supposed to be like dramatic, and instead of and he, there are so many moments that are supposed to be dramatic, and they're just butchered. So, right, instead of responding in like a sad dramatic way, he responds in kind of like a mischievous <laughs> dramatic way, and he goes, "Actually, I did." Instead of and being, like, and it, it wasn't like he's got like a little like. He, He's got like a. Like, and he didn't ooh, that say was it clever. to anybody. He just like kind of whispered it to himself. Yeah, but it's but. So I'm sure that it's said in the script, like to himself. Actually, I did, and he was probably supposed to go like, "Actually, I did," yeah. meaning like that. Like, yeah, like oh. I like, and that that would have hit home. Hard. So, but instead he goes, "Instead of actually, Zach, instead of Zach I Efron. did." <laughs> it was a weird choice, but I really liked it. <laughs> I thought it was like. That's that's what had me hooked. Like a minute and an hour and ten minutes into the movie, I was like, you know what? This actually might be going somewhere. I've been confused this whole fucking time. I don't know if she's alive, if they're having sex, what happened, but this guy, they this don't guy really keeps you on, on your toes. <laughs> Seriously. On a moment's notice, he's gonna run away and start whacking it with a dead kid. Jesus so. Christ. Uh, what'd you think of his best friend? Or his, not his best friend, but like his graveyard friend. What the fuck was that I guy? don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. What was like, that accent? There's a very jolly foreign man who's uh, just being, you know, he, he's the pep in your step grocery store yes. clerk, except he's working in a graveyard. And he's way too jolly to work in a graveyard. Yeah. The one time that Zac Efron goes out to this bar, it's to celebrate that guy's anniversary. Uh, how the fuck does that guy have a girlfriend long enough to have an anniversary? I know, and he's uh, doing some karaoke, doing a little drunk karaoke. One of those classic scenes where they're in the bar. Ever heard of it? Five hundred days of summer, and they're saying, "Oh, look at this guy just making a fool of himself." And then the bad guy from the beginning of the movie says, "Just you wait and see." Hey, Efron, vehicular manslaughter, much? <laughs> Boom, gotcha in your face. Then the dental questions, <laughs> clock him in the mouth. That was when I was like 10% interested in the movie. Uh, did you look at the Rotten Tomatoes ranking of this movie? Uh, so I'm going to get confused. So it was 23? 27, I think. 27. So I had 13 in my head. Okay. You know why? Why? Because right now Baywatch has a 13%. Really? Yeah. That's so low. There's that's, no way it can be. That's not a high number. There's no way it can be worse than this movie, right? No, and we're gonna like Bay. Well, like, yeah. we're in agreement. We're gonna like Bay. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah. I, so I did. I read the review that you sent me earlier. So now we're moving on to Baywatch talk. Uh, I read the review that you sent me earlier. Um, it wasn't. It was supposed to be supposed to be scathing. It didn't yeah. seem that scathing to me. It's uh, to. It's kind of. Did you see the Bill Burr special when he's talking about um, like the guy from Duck Dynasty and uh, Donald Sterling? And all, like, the racist, homophobic things that these guys have gotten in trouble for saying. And, like, the punchline of that bit is, like, he sets up all this stuff and how everyone's freaking out about these awful things that, like, this old white guy is doing. And he's like, what did you think they thought? Right. (laughs) So this is a scathing review. It's like, you've come for a Zac Efron and The Rock Baywatch movie with that pretty girl with the great boobs. Well, guess what? There's dirty There's jokes. There's dirty <laughs> jokes. They say the F word all the time. Sorry to ruin your day. And it's like, a, 
nah, yeah. that's that's what I expected it would be. And the, the, basically, what it says is, it's like, hey, this Baywatch movie is exactly like Baywatch from the nineties, right? <laughs> it's you're like, like, yeah, it did actually raise a good point that I'm I'm not interested in seeing if it's true because I know it's true. Is it can't be like twenty two uh, twenty one Jump Street because twenty one Jump Street cast people Comedians? with comedy in yes. mind. Like Jonah Hill does dope ass comedy movies, right. and uh, is Channing Tatum's funny? Is he? Yeah, he's a, he's funny. I he's th- funny in like a dry way. Yeah, he's uh, he he's like, funny in like a Gronk way. Like we can we could all admit that The Rock is not funny, right? No, he's not funny. Do I have a stance on The Rock? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. I'm just. I'm just wondering, like, if I'm on the record of having. I've said that uh, he's a more Vin like- Diesel's ugly. <laughs> yep, you have done that. Uh, the Rock is a more likable JJ Watt. Like they're very much kind of the, in the yeah. same boat, where they're all about self promotion and they're always like, "Look how great I am." Yeah, and The Rock just does it better than JJ Watt. How does. does the fucking former wrestler come off as less of a douchebag? Than, That's than a really good question. The like great charitable all American like nice wholesome football player. So I, I I mean I I'm not asking why do we perceive him this way. No, no, I no, agree. I like JJ Watt's definitely the bigger douchebag there. <laughs> I'm just saying like how much does JJ has JJ Watt fucked up a that, lot that we're like you know who's a lot more tolerable. The guy that used to fucking furrow his brow for money. <laughs> yeah, I'm. So I, I'm not looking to The Rock to be like a hilarious person in this movie, and I, I think nobody's expecting that from Zac Efron either. So I can, I can. There's uh, high potential for things to fall flat. Yes, I completely agree. Do, do you see we the, still don't know if Zac Efron can carry the day. I think that that's part of the start of Zac Efron heat checks. I know that it was. Ultimately, like, why does he do the things that he does? But, but you can have definitely we ever gotten to the bottom of like this Baywatch. guy can, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is like a tailor made role for Zac Efron. Yes, it's like come in here and be kind of a douche, and we'll get you this trainer and this diet, and yes. you get to you get to basically who is it? Mark Wahlberg, yeah, only takes roles to yeah. stay in shape. Right, that's such a fucking good move. That's a that's like a. If, I feel like if you're a trainer, it's the same way. What do you mean? If, if you just want to stay in shape, just become a trainer. Because then you have to. Because you're always going to be working out, and right. you're like that's going to have to. You're going to have to be doing that for your job. That's what Mark Wahlberg does with just taking roles where he has to get a little stronger, get a little leaner than he is at the moment that he takes the role. It's a fucking good move. Um, but uh, yeah, th- th- that review was like. It seems to not understand what Baywatch is clearly trying to be. I did a control F on fire. There wasn't much. Nope. Bad review. It said, uh, there are a lot of corny uptight gags about big breasts or straight guys accidentally touching or kissing each other. Parentheses. Ew, gross. And the idea of Efron going undercover in drag is supposed to be hilarious. It isn't. I'm looking forward to seeing Zac Efron go undercover in drag. So I think that'll be funny. I am uh, a little... I would be annoyed if the movie was that tone deaf, that it was, it was like, like... super homophobic. That he, right, that it was yeah. like, uh, like, get it, because they're not supposed to... But do, I think that there's a potential for it to be funny if they do it in like a 90s if they're making mocking fun of, style. Yeah, if they're kind of making fun of that type of... Like, yeah. this is 
controversial. Like blackface, the most fucked up thing in the world. Uh, did you see when John Hamm did blackface on Thirty Rock? No. I'm not going to weigh in and and officially say anything good about it, but it was uh, they were. It was a live episode of Thirty Rock where they were going back through the history of TV, and uh, they did a they like reflected on an old show or whatever, and it was John Hamm in blackface, and it was fucking like terrible, like really, really like not cool stuff. And the joke there, the joke they're trying to make was like, yeah, the shit was this, awful. Like this like not cool shit was kind of happening exactly like this and people so, thought it was cool so if i guess if like if someone were to do something right now on friends or whatever and they were to really hammer home how like hey remember how friends was like not so casually homophobic like if they didn't then that's so like that scene where where joey walks in and monica is like gay hey, yet. gay yet yeah if they did that scene and then just like dropped 40 like gay yet jokes right that'd be hilarious right if they ran into the ground and like right. hey remember when these people actually thought fucking, this was a good like, idea talk like this yeah i still fucking cringe at that i don't know why i watch that episode so much i feel like i'm always talking about that <laughs> episode but that episode that's like it's fucking wild and i mean fuck like I was a kid when that came out, and it was like, yep, totally normal. That guy's dancing. They just, like, throw a laugh track over Right, it. yeah, it's like, ah, oh, bing, bing. Like, a writer in a fucking room was like, hey, I wrote this cool joke. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Joey starts to dance, so the gay. other characters call him gay for it. And then we throw a laugh track over it, and then I cash my check. Do you, do you think that they uh, would, like, high-five in the room over jokes like that? I hope so. It just makes it better. Like, oh, classic comedy. <laughs> Again, like, there's some old type of stand-up and stuff. Like, you watch, like, old Eddie Murphy specials and stuff. One of them, he comes out dropping, like, hard Fs, like, 70 in, like, the first minute. I tried to, I tried to, I forget which one it was. I tried to watch it a couple years ago, and I was like, ah! Eddie Murphy's stand-up is, like, real vulgar. (laughs) Right. But you're like, I didn't fucking remember it being like this. It's It was real loose. Yeah, like, they... Let him fly. They played it fucking fast and loose <laughs> with a lot of fucking things. Oh, so the, the reason I actually got on that small blackface tangent was because when I was in my Footloose rabbit hole, I learned that Juliet Huff, Juliet Huff, uh, Julian, Julianne Huff, yeah. uh, she wore blackface. Oh, yeah. She did the uh, Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah. How the fuck do you do that? In she did it in 2013. Dude, people do it every year. It's crazy. I, they do do it like every every year. single There's year. Usually, it's usually good for at least one professional athlete. <laughs> There's always somebody who somebody of relevance who does either blackface or dresses up as a Nazi every single Halloween, and then says, "I had no idea." <laughs> Which, like, when did everybody get so sensitive? The thing is, when they say that. I don't know fucking why, but I'm inclined to believe that they're really that fucking stupid because who would cautiously take pictures and put something that fucking terrible out there? But I'm like, how the fuck have you missed the news every single year when the only thing that we talk about after Halloween is, did you hear some fucking terrible people went out in blackface? And the fucking next year, it's uh, there. Uh, who's the hockey player that did it recently? Uh, I don't remember. But he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. 
I, re- I do remember that one of them did it, but I don't remember who it was. The Colin Jost thing has been furthered. Oh, God. A uh, lot of pro Colin Joe stuff coming out of... From, it was not this. From, it was not this heavy before. From straight guys. Yeah, I almost tweeted today. Uh, KFC had a picture with him and Colin Jost, and he said it was very complimentary of Colin Jost. And I get it; he's meeting Colin Jost. That's a fucking cool thing. And I mean, the compliment that he gave him was that he had nice hair, and Colin Jost does have nice hair. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes him a weatherman, right? He's a, he's a haircut and a suit, right? So like, I look at that picture, and maybe KFC is just being modest. I think that they're like pretty much equally looking guys, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, K- KFC didn't look great in that picture, so. Uh, I actually thought that he looked better without a tie than Colin Jost looked with a tie. The knot on Colin Jost's tie was fucking thinner than my book of reasons yep. why Colin Jost is attractive. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> like that one? Because yeah. short, not long book. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, and then the, yeah, there was a blog post about like uh, who wrote it. K. K. Marco, Marco said that yeah, like, he's so like a lot handsome. of people are independently coming to this conclusion, and ugh, um, I was going to quote tweet one of those things because there's just so many fucking things now blowing this guy, <laughs> and I want to be like, that's it. Straight guys are added to the list from now on. Straight girls, gay guys, and straight guys. Aren't allowed to decide. Which I thought guys we are already hot. decided. It's just us. Just we're, we're the, the authority on only hot, on hot men. You know what? It's not a bad. It's not a bad claim because we did. We were the fucking first. We you really know? were. Nobody was talking about how hot Colin Jost was until we brought it up. Yes, until we brought up like, hey, let's specifically talk about how we don't think this guy's yes. that good looking. Um, yeah, but I, I think that we've kind of helped move the culture towards. Guys talking people, about there's still people guys looks now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, there's still people in our corner saying that like, no, he's not attractive. But it it certainly is more accepted now to just be like, that's a hot dude. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, about general people or Colin Jost? Well, there are people in our corner saying that Colin Jost is still not attractive. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people have like responded to these things to these pro Colin Jost things, uh, tagging us, being like, like he's fuck, a fucking weatherman. Right. And but. Uh, in the general sense, there are more people weighing in on these things. Yeah, like I, I just positive. like that that the mind collectively has been opened to that. Because as Feidelberg said in that first episode that we did, uh, the first Hawkeyes one, like how much would that fucking suck if you didn't sit around all day thinking about right, which guys ha- are hot? What the or, fuck or else just, is going to occupy your brain? Or if you just felt like you had to suppress those? Oh things. yeah, yeah. Like that's just it's no way to live your life. Our text thread with Lena. Yes. Is going pretty great. I don't know how much we should talk about it because, like, it's like we, we have a private. It's, it's text our thread. thing. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I just wanted to update the world and say that it's still we going. we text pretty frequently. A yeah. uh, lot of fun things. We are going to send Lena a box of one hundred percent custom brunch merch. That's a pretty cool thing. And you know how we're going to do that? She gave us her address. Oh yeah, that's right. She gave us her address. Right. So Randy. Oof. Way behind. <laughs> Way behind in the power rankings. Lena has just been mercilessly like <laughs> pulverizing. She basically Randy. sent us a request saying, What are all the good things that Randy has done for you? Because I'm gonna fucking match him and then I'm gonna outdo him. Yeah. Uh 
Lena knows a lot of people because she works not just as an actor, but as a writer, as a mm-hmm. producer, and everything like that. Maybe she gets us an in with Cuba Gooding Jr. Ooh. I don't know, though, because like if we get in a fight, then... Right, she then makes we burn the, that bridge. Yes, if she if she gives us the introduction, and then we and then we have to fulfill our duties of fighting Cuba Gooding Jr., that might fall back on Lena. But what if we say? What if we're upfront about it? Which we generally are when we hey, when Le- we try to hey, get Lena, people introduce us because we want to kick his ass. Just say like, hey, if you know Cuba Gooding Jr., could you get him on? Uh, we just want to have a very brief interview with him. First question is going to be, what the fuck? And we're just going to go from there. Because I think, I think that if Cuba Gooding Jr. were in on the joke and in the right mind frame, he would play along. If we were like, hey, Cuba Gooding Jr., first question. Ugh. I think if we get him in the right mind frame, he just won't know what the fuck's going on. And he'll just, he'll just go with whatever. Yeah, we'll be like, hey, who's that guy that plays for the Bruins? And he'd be like, Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny. He's just fucking screaming, kicking monitors. It's just... That guy, wild. The NHL awards, man. They, I mean, they've obviously had some significant highs and lows over the years. Uh, there have been so many moments where people on that show have been like, "Fuck it, man." I'm just. <laughs> I got nothing to I'm lose. I'm just here. going rogue. Yeah. Do you remember Joshua Jackson? That was fucking dick. No. He uh, made a joke. No one laughed, and he was like, "I know these jokes suck. I didn't write them." <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. I love that move. He was like, fuck, man, what do you want? They're paying me in coupons. I got nothing. <laughs> and, and it was like, even for a show that's not going great, like, this is bad and like, uncomfortable. You're, you're, you're bailing out too early here, man. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he was hosting. It was the monologue. He was oh, like, Jesus. welcome to the NHL Awards. Ugh, fucking kill me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, uh... One year I wanted, uh, this was before, I think you were, uh, I use this term with my siblings. We'll say if we reference before the other person was alive, we'll say this was back when you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. So this was back when you were dead. Okay. Um, but I wanted uh, like 2010, 11 or whatever, like when they first started the NHL awards. I wanted like Sean Gentilly and like Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert to like write <laughs> the, the fucking NHL awards. Like why do we? That would be it. Would be so much funnier. Just like that have way. hockey Twitter right. do it because the only people who are watching it are or hockey any, Twitter diehard NHL fans, right? And they're like, this is their audience. You know, this right. is the the people that they actually like. So if you had like, Wyshynski, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, like fuck, I I think that it's a fucking good idea. Um, but yeah, just don't don't involve Joshua Jackson, man. That guy is fucking uh, mean as hell. Uh, the next time that we will have done uh, the show that we call Brunch. We'll have seen Baywatch. Baywatch. It's pretty exciting. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I mean, again, again. As, as I'm not letting any reviews take me down here. No, and we were hesitant about reading reviews before we actually saw the movie, but uh, we're like, you know what? We've, we're, both, we're both professionals. We've decided already that we like the movie. So whatever the fuck it says, we're just going to disagree with that. They're, they're, remember the fucking guy from Rolling Stone wrote that Secret Life of Pets was a good movie? Yeah. So. Fucking asshole. Review I mean, this. Like a bunch of people said that War Dogs wasn't the best movie of all time. And what, an idiot, what idiots.